Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? This episode is brought to you by the Form and Function Movement Lab. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know Dr. Eric Nobby has totally transformed how I look at movement and injuries. He may honestly be a wizard. The Form and Function Movement Lab is movement therapy and education designed specifically for you. The team incorporates chiropractic, physical therapy, and strength training principles to quickly help you overcome painful issues and, better yet, teach you how to manage these issues on your own at home. They will work with you one-on-one to identify your big wins, perform joint manipulation and myofascial release for immediate relief, you know how good that feels, and provide online programming for you to move and strengthen your way out of pain between sessions. They even have a recovery studio called the Recovery Lab, where you can utilize red light therapy, compression therapy, and learn to use self-care tools to relieve daily stress from life and workouts. So amazing, all those toys. If you think this sounds like something you need, which I'm telling you it is, visit ffmovementlab.com and book your session now. My guest today is an experienced digital publisher, writer, marketer, and on-air talent. She's received the 40 Under 40 Award from the Cincinnati Business Courier. She's a mom of three and has run three flying pig marathons. That's three more than me. You may famously know her from her work with the OG award-winning lifestyle publication, Cincy Chic. Please welcome Amy Scalia. Hello. How Thanks. are you? I'm good. How are you? Busy. We're, <laughs> we're really running good. around. We're running around. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It is nuts. But I'm glad. I'm like glad the world's opening up. I'm like, I'm so, so glad. glad to be busy and things on my calendar. I will never take that for granted again. <laughs> I I totally hear you. I'm so happy the, the world is starting to open up. The calendars are for sure filling. I'm mm-hmm. like thinking to the weekend and I'm like, am I already too tired for it? Like, can't, like <laughs> what's it going to look like? Do I just need to rest? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like... But the weather too just makes me like gives me energy. That's all. Yes, about. absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that we're able to find some time to connect, and you've got a busy stuff going on. I think the biggest question I have for you is, what can't you do? Like from our <laughs> first phone conversation, I've been so impressed with you. It seems like you've created, and I know this this phrase is like so overused and thrown around these days, but it seems like you've really created this like online and publication empire. Well, I will tell you what, to answer your question, what I cannot do is sing. So um, that is a definite. I've tried. um, But, you know, what's funny is I married a singer. So I think that, like, I was like, you know, my one weakness, my one Achilles heel, if I'm ever, like, in a contest, I can have, like, a pinch hitter. And (laughs) I actually fully support that theory because my weakness is budgeting or being (laughs) smart with money. And Mm -hmm. I married a financial advisor. Perfect. Know, perfect. It all works out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you always find the yin to your yang, right? Totally, totally. So I yep. think people locally know Cincy Chic is kind of this mm-hmm. like first one-stop shop for mm-hmm. all things Cincinnati. Like if you want to know what's going on, check out Cincy Chic. There's like salon recommendations, mm-hmm. real estate, like fitness, wellness, like the full gambit. Yeah. And then I know that it's evolved so much since mm-hmm. the inception in 2007, right? 2007 is when it started. Yes. Mm-hmm. But is that a good place to start? Or is there a story bef- even before that, like before <laughs> Cincy Chic? Yeah. Well, I mean, the story before Cincy Chic is actually really interesting. So yeah. it kind of like gives you an idea of like, why would someone start an online publication before really online publications were really a thing? And um, 
So back uh, when I was in college, I, um, I was really close with my grandma, and she was one of the first female newspaper reporters in Ohio, and she always had the most interesting stories, and so I went to college thinking I was going to be a newspaper reporter. And I had a really great professor who was like, okay, newspapers are going to look different even by the time you graduate. Um, and this is in year 2000. Um, I'm dating myself. But uh, <laughs> so this was in year 2000. And he said, you know, this is the first year we're going to be launching um, an electronic journalism uh, tract. And that's what they called it, electronic journal. Now everything's digital. That's but, so funny. So it was like the first form of digital media um, as a focus um, of someone who was interested in journalism. And it was really neat because taught you for writing for online so it's shorter form um, and kind of the beginnings of what was SEO and audio capturing web streaming video um, I mean I learned how to be a videographer and audio production you know um, it, it just was so interesting to me and I figured you know if this makes me more marketable after college if I if I want to be a newspaper reporter, I totally can. Right. But this makes me more marketable um, to be able to have some new skills and to be able to wear a lot of hats. So I figured I'll go ahead and do this new tract. And I am so glad that I have because it future-proofed my career and I never have to go back to school again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, um, for sure. No, but I mean, honestly, it it really helped me focus on digital media. And that has what that's what I've made my career about yeah. ever since then. So right out of college, um, I thought, oh, I'm going to be so marketable. I'm going to be like, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. You know, everyone's going to want to hire me. Well, there weren't any online publications, especially not in Cincinnati. So I'm like, oh, what did so I So it's like do? you have this great skill set and you're like, but wait, there's wait, no one well, here yeah, that's hiring everybody's for like, this. like, we don't need that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Call us back in 10 years. Yeah. Maybe we'll be there. So I was like, oh no, what did I just do? So um, I found a publishing house out of Philadelphia that was launching their first online-only publication. They had about 30 different print publications, and so they hired me. They're like, this is great. We don't have to hire a whole team of people. She can do everything. So for the first time in my life, I moved away from Cincinnati, mm -hmm. and I lived in Philadelphia and helped them launch the, their first online-only publication. I learned from industry experts who had been in the game of publishing for 20 mm. or so years, and I was able to learn from them. They learned from me. I learned what it was like to launch an online-only publication. So essentially, my first business was, you know, on someone else's dime, yeah. and I got to learn all the things that you know you 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 stumble upon uh, your first time running a business. And so um, after doing that for a couple years, I got really homesick for Cincinnati. Um, I had actually met who I'm now married to. Um, I met him right before I moved. It was like oh, man. It was this big, Timing. long interview process. Yeah. And in that interview process, I had met him. And I was like, hey, you're great. And I could totally see us being forever together. But uh, I got this great job. And I'm going to be about nine, uh, nine hours that way. <laughs> you know? I got to go. Can you so, hold yeah. on a second? Yeah. You know, yeah. So we did a lot of long distance stuff. And he was in TV. So he was kind of locked into a contract here in Cincinnati. And so eventually I had to make the decision, okay, are we going to do this forever? Or is someone going to make the jump? And I just got to thinking, I was like, you know what, if I can launch a business, a publication for somebody else, I can do it for myself. Um, and on those long drives back and forth, I got to thinking, because at the time it was healthcare uh, publishing. Mm. And I was like, I can only get so excited about writing about knee replacements and, you know, like, you know, hip replacement parts. Yeah. And I'm just like, I yeah. am really kind of struggling with this. Yeah. So I want to be part of the demographic. I want to be part of what I'm writing about. I want to know what it's like to be excited about what I'm producing. Yeah. Um, so I got to thinking about, you know, what would I create to bring me back home? Um, you know, if, if it was an online publication and because it's still a few years later, there still weren't any online only publications. And I thought, you know what? Philadelphia had a women's publication that I really enjoyed and it was print. And I figured I could create the digital version of that in Cincinnati because I knew Cincinnati like the back of my hand. And 
I loved how this women's publication in Philly helped me to get acclimated to the city. There were a lot of people who had lived there forever, mm -hmm. but it helped them to learn about um, these kind of under the radar businesses because there's always going to be those. Yeah. And I just loved the concept and I thought Cincinnati needs this. So I did a lot of research and did some focus groups on what was, um, a, where was there a need? Because I wanted to fill that need. And at the time, Sex in the City was really big. So I would sit in those movie theaters and I'd look around and there were like 20 somethings. There were 60 somethings. And I was like, there's something to this. There's something that this movie portrays where it attracts this wide demographic yeah and these women were dressed to the nine so oh, yeah. you know i'm like this is attractive for the advertiser and it's also attractive to the attendee because these are like see and be seen people mm -hmm. they want to dress and look great look their best feel their best and i was like and they're probably the busiest people and not able to do all of the, you know, research that it takes to, you know, right. just um, find out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I started to um, do focus groups to bring those types of people into a room and say, what would you want in terms of a publication? What are you currently reading? Where is there a fit? Um, so I started to hear that That's they were smart. reading these national publications, but they didn't know where to get that locally. And they didn't really have the time to find that um, for themselves. So to be able to have a resource and um, and then to be able to also have events that bring those things that we're writing about mm -hmm. to life. So that's where the publication, the Women's Lifestyle publication came to be and then also having the events. Um, so yeah, and this is in 2007, so there were no online publications at the time. So, and, and <laughs> social media, I always joke, I was like, this was like the creepy craigslist myspace time of like <laughs> social yeah. media so like that's what how i got it launched was like i was posting about like new things we were writing about on myspace and right um, there's craigslist like, yeah i, I mean figured... like facebook was just getting started but at mm -hmm. that time it was still really geared toward college yeah, colleges, kids yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. it was just what's going on on campus like I i'm thinking there weren't even blogs no really no. I followed a couple like celebrity like Perez Hilton he was popping <laughs> off like right at that time yes. and if you remember yes. like the layout of the site it was so like amateur like it was mm -hmm. just like text yes. and on screen like there yeah. was nothing interactive there was no fancy. video <laughs> like it was just right. text and images mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, so I got it launched, and then events were really what helped to bring it into um, kind of what it came to be. Because you know, one subscriber would invite you know four or five of our friends to an event, and then we would bring in charities and what? Yeah, um, what kind of event? Like you hosted the events? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So, um, like we would have um, every February Lady in Red at Macy's and um, there was one point where there was over a thousand attendees to that and wow. I mean, it was like a big deal. Um, so every event that we would do when we got up to a point where it was monthly, um, we would have a different event every month, a different charity that it benefits. So we would get tons of free press. We would be able to cross pollinate with other, um, you know, with charities and um, be able to be a good community partner too because yeah. it's like, okay, it's one thing to have fun and you know, have a girls night out, but if you can also do that while, you know, supporting sure. and learning about um, a local charity and supporting small businesses, it's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's uh, how it all got started and how it grew. And um, yeah, so it's... Uh, it sounds like you really created like a social scene around it. Like mm -hmm. not only really, okay, yeah, we'll tell you about what's going on, but like, let's also just create some opportunities for people to get together and be social right. and socialize and get a dress up in a fun outfit mm -hmm. and get your picture taken. Like everyone's always right. looking for those opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. It definitely was about the lifestyle because I wanted to make it different than some of these blogs that were starting to pop up. Um, and I, I wanted to make it more than just a blog. I wanted mm -hmm. people to realize that this was, you know, an online publication. Yes, um, but there was a whole lifestyle attached to it, mm -hmm. and um, and I wanted to um, be able to showcase that. And events were the most natural way to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, you were just so on the cutting edge because then I think following that time, you saw like the word lifestyle as like a genre was just was just created really where it's like now we have this this 
way where it's not just one targeted thing. You know, I'm not just looking at health, but I'm looking at fashion and I'm looking at health and I'm looking at food and I'm looking at home and I'm looking, you know, like mm-hmm. all of the things that does make it, like you mentioned, very appealing then for small business advertisers to be like, well, I want to get in front of this, right, this right. audience that, that wants to go out and be a part of things. All right. Who started working out at home during the pandemic and decided this may just be the permanent move for me. No commute times, no dealing with rush hour traffic at 5.30 p.m. to get to your 6 p.m. group fitness class and you're already sweating profusely before you even walk in the door because you're anxious about being late and someone being in your spot. <sighs> Getting flashbacks. No dealing with other gym goers not putting their weights back correctly or maybe like hogging the squat rack or something. Maybe you even have a little corner in your house or garage that you've turned into the perfect cardio strength oasis. At any rate, if you're loving working out from home, I've got a special treat for you. Past guest Casey Hilmer of Power Ride. You remember her. She survived a near deadly stabbing attack while she was out on a run. Very strong girly all around. She has an on-demand library full of classes to keep you moving at home. For $19.99 a month, you'll get access to over 100 workout videos, plus five new classes are added each week. You can pick from cardio classes, treadmill classes, and strength classes, ranging from 10 to 60 minutes. So truly, whatever, whenever you can get it in, there's something for you. Casey is so energetic and full of life. Her classes will absolutely have you sweating, building, and burning. Click the link in the show notes or What The Fit Podcast Instagram bio and sign up today. This is big self-care. Giving yourself the gift of a workout programmed for you to do anywhere. Come on. If you were just thinking about this kind of on your drives, like did you have any model to go off of or were you just like, we're just going to, we're just going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks the focus groups are smart that was a really good idea yeah definitely the focus groups gave me um uh, some guidance because uh, we had done that a lot with the publication that i worked for prior um and it helped to learn the things that you were going to eventually learn anyways um, yeah, you learn them up front. Whereas like most people, yeah. or like me, for You're, example, starting this podcast, I'm like, all right, what do people like? Do they going to like this? Like, is this right. going to be a hit? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. So it definitely helped to um, kind of learn the things that you know, would definitely um, come out eventually. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. for example, I wanted to call it Senshi Natty. And people are like, that sounds like a restaurant, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> they were like, Senshi <laughs> I just thought I thought it was I, I think I like Cincy Chic better. That yeah, was better. I think so. Well, and actually, it was um, someone from the focus group who came up with the idea to um, call it Cincy Chic, and they were like, you know, you could have an very smart, and I forget who this person even was. I didn't know who was in the focus groups, but um, she was like, you know. You could have like Cincy up at the top and then you could have like in script or something like the bigger chic and that would be like the brand, but you could like switch out the city at the top. And I was like, oh, I love that. And you're like, so that's, okay, that's you're hired. Do you want to join the team? Exactly. I was like, I have zero money right now, but um, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. What did that timeline look from when you launched, like you put it out there and to yeah. when you were like, okay, maybe this is going to be something. Yeah, it was quick. Um, so oh, that's good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was quick. Um, so, um, who is now my um, my father in law? Um, he's a business owner, and he um, was very much my mentor in all yeah. of this. So I came up with the idea for Chic. I did the focus groups and I got all this research back and I kind of mapped out what I thought it would look like and feel like. And um, and then I had, you know, a friend in IT who kind of came up with the beta test site. And then I did another focus group on the site to see, you know, how, um, you know, it would um, play out, like if people could find all the things that they were wanting, if it was user-friendly. And, um, 
So it's just like realizing all of the people that you have in your network that you can, all of a sudden you just realize, I know someone who does graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone who does IT. Mm-hmm. I know someone. And, you know, just asking those favors and people are more than excited to be able to help you and they get excited about your mission and they're happy to be able to lend their expertise and yeah. have that um, that puzzle piece that they added um, to the to the bigger picture and so um you know my my father-in-law helped me come up with the business plan and um and I knew how to start on a limited budget from what I had done with the previous company and um and then with the the beginnings of social media I was able to really promote it with um just time Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you're either going to spend money or time um to be able to get the word out about something and I figured I've got nothing but time and that's actually why I started the business when I did because of course when you have the idea for something there's that devil on your shoulder that you say I don't have enough capital I don't have enough experience who do you think you are yeah um and then all of a sudden you realize well someone else thought I was great enough to hire and create something for them I know what their actual budget was and it wasn't that big Mm -hmm. um I had enough experience to be able to launch something for them and I learned a lot so I'm even more experienced to do it for myself now um so I, um, you know, I, I was able to um, outsmart each of those little, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know what, I, I can do this. And especially when you realize that you have the whole, the everything that you need is at your disposal or just like one connection away. Mm-hmm. And especially what Facebook is now and like any kind of social media is now people want to help so just kind of put it out there in the universe that like hey I'm looking for this and Mm -hmm. I'd love a recommendation people are so excited to be able to help you for sure and and whatever you need is literally just like one or two connections away and LinkedIn another one where you can literally see how many connections away you are from exactly what you need yeah yeah, (laughs) I mean it's kind of scary that's a good point so I just realized I had all of these really talented people that I needed to be able to plug into the picture and they were more than happy to help me and I got it launched and then once it was launched out there and people were getting featured they I, I, the only thing that I asked of them you know for being featured hey share this yeah. and you know they're sharing it and it just kind of uh, spiraled from there in a yeah. good way yeah no that's great and it sounds especially since you're kind of like you were the first one in the space right you're you're like creating the space for Cincinnati so that had to help propel forward I think of were you working during this time were you doing something else Yes. Yeah, so I yeah. was still working for the publication in Philadelphia at the time. Yeah. So okay. that's what was interesting about it, too, um, because I and this was the time before smartphones, if you think mm-hmm. about it. So mm-hmm. I was I had a PC in my apartment and I would cut it. Would, I would come back from my nine to five job and I'd have another nine hours of work of stuff right. that I was doing. And I'm like and I was starting to get sponsors and things. And I was like if I can do this and it was already turning a profit within, you know, a couple months. And I was like, if I can do what I'm doing, you know, if I'm able to do this much off hours from another city, imagine what I could do during business hours in the same city. And so I just made the decision. I was like, you know what, I'm going to make the jump. And I did it and have never looked back. And it's just, uh, Yeah, it, that's it was crazy, crazy to think a couple months, and and I just think, you know, from my perspective with with starting the podcast, I too have you know a full time job, and I I didn't have any background in starting a podcast, right? I was kind of just like jumping into it, and I've been doing it now for almost three years, and so this is kind of like the third year going into it, and I am finally feeling now in this third year like okay, like I'm like mm-hmm. I'm hitting a stride. I'm mm-hmm. starting to make a little bit of coin, you know, like, like, think, like <laughs> yeah. things start to, to play, to even out and play out. But I think, you know, for people that are starting their own thing, whatever, online publication, business, whatever, I just think now in this super competitive space that it's, it's a different landscape than when it was in 20, in 2007, you know, do, what, what do you say to that? To me, it's like, you, you just, you got to work put in the time you know you mentioned like time or money and like now I just feel like you got to be consistent you got to put in the time 
I had in my mind, as many people may, that you know, I'm going to start this thing. It's going to take off. I'm mm-hmm. going to be flying in no time, like all this. And then you're like, oh, no, actually, I, I just got to put my head down. I just got to do some work. So how has how has it changed? You know, how has that the, the digital landscape kind of evolved, you know, from your perspective since starting Sensei Chic and building it? Well, it's definitely changed a lot. <laughs> um, you know, the I think one of the reasons why it was so successful from the get-go is that no one else was doing it. And it was like, you know, there were, first of all, no other online publications who were able to you know, give the kind of data that I was able to give. Um, so you're smart, Amy. Of- you're smart. You started with focus groups. You're like a business plan. You're like, I came with this data, this research. I'm like, oh, man, I had four episodes ready to go when I first launched. You know what, though? You're doing way better than yeah, a lot of people. No, you know no, what? No complaints. Um, and, and I just figured, you know, you got to start somewhere. And, yeah. um, but... I always wanted to create something that is different from what everybody else was in. And why would they go when they have a big budget to spend? You know, why would they go with little old me instead of the inquire or, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. And so I figured, well, you know, I've got a really targeted audience of who I'm reaching. And it might not be a lot of people, but it's the right people mm-hmm. for the right person. Yeah. And so I just figured, you know, create this really authentic audience um, where you're providing what they want and something that they can't really get elsewhere and something that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and that you're, you're doing good in the community and you're being able to provide this great data and all this digital um, that they aren't able to get elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So in 2007, that was really easy to be able to, you know, create something that no one else had created in the space. Um, And then trying to stay competitive in the state was the, in the, in the space was even trickier. Mm -hmm. Um, But my theory on it was to not see anyone as competition. Uh, I would always collaborate and, um, and that's actually, um, kind of what led to my next chapter. So, um, one of the first collaborations was with local 12 mm. and, um, you know, wanting to collaborate on content and, um, I, I just never saw anything as, um, competition. Right. So, um, and that allowed me to collaborate. We've collaborated with Cincinnati magazine, um, yeah. Cincy magazine, um, local 12, like all all of these were a media sponsor at some point, or we helped to, you know, scratch mm-hmm. their back and they scratched oh, ours, yeah. you know, we yeah. helped to promote. And it just, all boats rose, you know, yeah. from that. And uh, I definitely believe in that where, you know, you, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, it may have been done before, but it hasn't been done by you. I and love that. I love it's that. It's so true. So nice to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can be so scared and um, kind of paralyzation by overanalyzation and um, self-doubt. Or yeah, anything, absolutely. Yeah. And thinking, oh, it's already been done. How mm-hmm. am I going to be better than that? And but you think about all your unique experiences and don't not start it because you don't feel like you're going to be unique enough. Your yeah. unique experiences that you bring into this will make it unique enough. Yeah. I just got lucky that it was at this time. I got lucky that I had a great professor that led me in a certain direction. I had a great, um, you know, chance encounter with this Philadelphia publication that took a chance on me. Yeah. And, um, and then I was able to, you know, build a business and learn how to do that. I got lucky that I met who is now my husband right before. And that's what brought me back. I mean, I might've otherwise been still in Philly. Sure. I mean, just all of these So much of timing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely changed, but, you know, trying to figure out a way to adapt and, um, part of that, adaptation isn't to see others as competition Mm -hmm. it's collaboration and everyone can do their own unique thing and own their space and um and the best thing that's going to come out of it is that cross-pollination of audiences Mm -hmm. and you know some of your followers followers might learn about them but that doesn't mean that they won't love you anymore (laughs) exactly exactly love isn't a finite resource right you can you can spread your love all over the place that's right that's right so that's uh that's kind of the way that I adapted and grew and uh my theory on 
how you can change and um, grow and also help others mm-hmm. in, the, in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So when, after you started it in 27, what did the kind of progression of your career look like from there, like leading up to, to what you're doing now? Because I know you're doing such yeah. fun stuff now. I oh, think you've like yeah. the best yeah. dream job. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> random. So I've, I mean, even in college, I always had like multiple jobs uh-huh. and I always had to have my, like I had to have a lot of irons in the fire. That's just mm-hmm. always the way that I was. So I started Cincy Chic, and obviously that was my first and main love. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to keep my skills sharpened. And again, with that collaboration, um, so an opportunity came about. Actually, it was 10 years ago on Tuesday mm. um, where um Local 12, it was uh, actually Star 64 and Local 12 are owned by the um, same company. And um, so um, Star 64 was looking for like a new co-host to do like their dinner and a movie type segments that they do on the weekends. I was like, that might be fun. And it might get me like new connections with people that might eventually, you know, want to do something with Chic or, you know, just make new connections in the community. And um, I would learn a whole new skill and... um, because one of the things that I learned was, you know, a little bit of um, video, and I really enjoyed doing video work, and I yeah. um, and I wanted to get better at it for what I was doing on Chic because I was starting to do more videos, and you were like already thought, seen into the future, like the future's yeah. video. You already the future's knew. video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to get better at it, and the, the only way you get better at something is to do more of it, and um, so I tried out for this. Um, it was just a part-time co-host. What was type the of tryout thing. like? What was the um, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. This is an ordeal. So I, they picked 10 people and it was like drama mama because Uh, it was 10 people. I'm already nervous just listening to it. There weren't any really rules. It was basically like, um, there's these 10 people who are trying to get this job. It wasn't like who got the most likes. There wasn't like any like rules around it. It was just like, here's 10 people who want a job. Who should we pick? And it wasn't like, the one with the most likes is going to win. Right. It was just Not like, like a these voting are 10 thing. people. Yeah. And I think the station was going to make their decision anyways. They just wanted to like, there were all these other like contests, like America's Next Idol or America's Next whatever. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And all these people are like voting on things. They were like, we want to be a part of that. You know, we want to have yep. something like that, but we ultimately want to make the sure. decision. Sure. So there were all these videos and um, people were voting, but not really sure like how their votes were counted. Did you have then, to like film yourself on a video? No, they had like they um, their okay. production crew. They had whittled it down to 10 people. So I ended up winning and there was like drama because it was like, how'd you win? You know? And I'm oh, like, I don't know. You're I like, I have no idea. Yeah. Me and, told me I won. <laughs> and, um, and so it, but it, it was good because, um, honestly, I learned so much from it and we were able to create so many great partnerships out of it. And, um, and it, it eventually led to my big jump that I just made in January. Mm. Um, so just to back up a little bit. Um, so in 2018, I had felt like I had grown chic um, to kind of as, as big as I felt like I could personally grow it. I had grown it to a whole nother market. There's now Seabus Chic in Columbus. Uh, we were doing events every month and these were big events mm-hmm. in both cities. And I was like going back and forth from market to market. I have three kids, so I'm just like, ah. right, um, right. I did have a staff, um, and they're still with Chic, and, um, you know, one helped me with editorial, one helped me with the events, and then we would have a bunch of interns that would help, you know, especially hands on deck for events, but we were still spread pretty thin, Mm -hmm. and so in 2018, I kind of felt like I had grown it to be as big as I could, and so I um, had a chance encounter with the, um, the gentleman who owned Cincy Magazine, and I had interned for him back in college and I saw him up in Columbus and I was like, what's Mr. Cincy magazine doing in Columbus? And he's like, Oh, you know, I just um, bought this uh, Ohio business magazine and I'm, I'm going back and forth from uh, one market to the next. And, um, and I was like, well, we must be waving to each other on 71 because I'm doing the exact same thing, but opposite way. 
And he's like, well, maybe there's something to that. So one thing led to the next, and uh, we decided to be able to join efforts where kind of people would um, not really, like the readers wouldn't notice any difference, but I would notice a difference because I had more hands on deck at events because his staff would be able to help out. Mm-hmm. All the accounting, you know, all that, you know, back of the house stuff that no yeah. one sees, but it definitely weighs on you as a business owner. So his team was able to help with that. I was able to spend more time doing what I love. And there were also a lot of times where normally I would be the one going down to Cincinnati and handling something. Someone from his team was able to handle that. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot less of me going back and back forth, and forth uh, yeah. between cities. So that was really good. And then the partnership really came to um, full fruition over COVID because we were so heavily focused on events mm-hmm. that COVID really shook us, yeah. um, where it was like, you know, half of our revenue was surrounded, you know, surrounded in some shape or form. With yeah. Events. And you're like, I don't know how many Zoom happy hours we can no, do. We, more. Yeah, like, we, like, zoomed out yeah, by yeah. April. Right. Um, like, that was fun for yeah. the one time I did it. Now yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the, the partnership really came to fruition when we were able to put our um, heads together and say, okay, how can we adapt to this um, when we don't know when um, events are going to return? Mm-hmm. And because their focus has always been on print, their natural inclination was to say, let's do a print product of Chic. And like Amy 15 years ago was like, oh my gosh, I always envisioned, you know, having like some sort of print, like um, complement to the digital because that like makes you real. And totally. um, you can hold it in your hand. I know. Yeah. And I could show my mom who's yeah. like, oh my gosh, side yes, note. Yeah. So it's so funny when my mom like explains and still to this day, she's just like, my daughter's on the internet and that's how she makes money. And I'm yeah. like, mom, we need to work on the talking yeah. points for that. <laughs> Like you're not wrong, but you're not wrong, but you're also wrong. Um, so um, yeah, so I was like, yay for the print publication, and we initially came out with the idea to do it as an annual, like an annual guide to the city. And um, I thought of um, you know having it be like user generated to make it different from like other publications. Um, and that way it could be like our awesome community of Sheikers are, you know, submitting their, um, their kind of the best of yeah. in all these different categories. Oh yeah. And so we had all these different categories, people voted and, um, it ended up being a huge success and a bunch of, you know, advertising support came in for it. And so with that just initial success, they're like, okay, if we saw this success and we're having to add pages to this from the get go, what if we did this quarterly? And then other markets within the publishing companies like Cleveland and all these, they're like, we want a women's publication and we want one of these. So the publisher and I sat down and he's like, okay, I kind of envision your role changing where you will go to these other cities, help the other publishers get launched with their print publications. And especially when events come, um, we will have you go and help them launch their events. And, and I was like, 15 year ago, Amy would have been super excited about this, but mom of three, Amy can't do it. And like, this was an inside conversation at first. Yeah. Cause you know how you like, you're like the duck where you're like calm on the, and then like, you're like swimming, like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And I was like, I don't know. I, this is the first time in 15 years where I haven't felt connected with the future of chic. Mm. And, um, so I had a little, like come to Jesus about that. And, um, and, at that same time, Sinclair approached me and said, we want um, to have more of an influencer um, at this local market. And um, with all that you do with digital and you've done some kind of influencer work like on air with mm-hmm. the at the movies, that's always sponsored content. And, you know, you're a known um a known personality on the station. So this seems like a a natural um, extension of what you're already doing for us, but you would do a little bit more of what you're doing, but in a digital space. And it seemed like the right fit to have that be a part of Cincinnati Refined, um, which is their lifestyle publication. um, Oh yeah. I know it well. I know (laughs) it well. Well, good, good. 
So um, I always joke that I'm just like trying to get into Cincinnati refined. <laughs> like, well, girl, you got it in yeah. now because I, uh, oh my gosh, I've got a story to tell you because uh, yeah. so, um, so the initial conversation was just, okay, um, I will have like some influencer, like sponsored content that's a part of Cincinnati refined. And, uh, depending on what the package is that the client wants, then it would also run on the air and it would just be more of like a hands-on approach to advertising because so many people want to see like not just like a sports drink commercial but like a real mom who didn't want to just give Gatorade or whatever to her child like I wanted a natural version of that and like that's a you know like and that's just like one example yeah yeah but like you know um or you know, I moved to a new area. Like, what's a good salon in this area? Like, I, you know, totally. and you we want can the be able to your network. Yeah, like yeah. you want the people in your network or your your social media sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I want to know where to go, where to get yeah. a drink, where to go out to dinner. Yeah. What yeah. What's the best mineral sunscreen that doesn't leave my body looking chalky? Oh my gosh! Like, things like you let me know when you find one. I, girl, I'm on a search. Yes. So yeah, that. It, so this really interested me interested me because I felt like it was what I was doing but on a larger level and it was scalable because depending on who the client was and what their budget was we could also scale this to other markets we could scale it nationwide and I had all these tools at my disposal and so I ended up making the jump and um, lovingly handed the torch off to Chic uh, with Chic um, in January. Mm-hmm. And I'm now working full time for Sinclair Broadcast Group, um, doing on air work for Local 12 and Star 64. But now I'm actually running Cincinnati Refined. Um, just a, a lot of long stories made short. Um, yeah. It was um, kind of decided that I would be running it. And so I've inherited this amazing publication. And wow. audience. Um, so I'm running all of the editorial, all of the sponsored content, um, and, and doing a lot more video components of it. Um, I think that's um, been something that was never really actualized, it, you yeah. know, with the partnership of having a TV station and a whole production crew, um, that just seemed like untapped potential for me. Um, and being able to leverage the awesome um, social media audience that it has too. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to um, tie, and I, I hate to use the word like personality, but like that's what it is. It's a real person who's actually trying yeah. out these things that I'm writing about. And I'm going to tell you what my real experience was with it and, and not just doing the story and we'll have, you know, the, the journalistic approach and all of that on the stories, but then you can also kind of get the real deal. That's mm-hmm. um, uh, a real person experiencing something and telling you what their real thoughts are. Yeah. Um, so it just really maximizes uh, what was being done um, sort of for this new world of um of content production yeah and um and i think the the curtains have kind of pulled back a little bit especially with covid um because there's not like these big production crews and all of this and it's like people are used to seeing okay it's fine that you're not in a big production closet yeah i love it i'm I'm like eyeing i'm like i'm gonna ask her about that (laughs) <laughs> totally yeah you don't, you don't yeah you don't need to be in a studio you don't no. need to to have anything professional and honestly that makes you trust it a little bit more when it's not some big produced totally. commercial or whatever when it's like you know just me with a phone going you know like people love that and yeah. I know I find myself gravitating towards that kind of content and so um yeah so it's very exciting this is like um my new next chapter and um, I, I struggled with it a little bit you know deciding to because here I've invested 15 years of my life building chic yeah. and to just walk away from that was a huge decision but I came to terms with it when I realized that it was kind of like my first child and mm. my first child had gone off to college mm. it was surrounded by people who loved it and would help it thrive but yep. it was also strong enough to survive on its own and yeah. it didn't necessarily need mom to like go to school with it anymore you know um you know and we're we're still on great terms where you know I am able to send ideas and things and you know it's 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 very much that college went you know college kid went off and and left the nest 
Um, and then, you know, mom gets a little bit more time to do, you know, what she wants in, in her next chapter. So that's really the way that I see it. And, um, and I'm really excited because not only is Cincinnati Refined, you know, an even bigger audience and I have the, the stations at my disposal, you know, mm-hmm. depending on whatever it might be and production teams because it's it used to be you know me and my phone and editing it all yeah, like and a going back and light. Forth yeah and, yeah and you know now I'm able to say okay we're gonna do this and we need it to look like this and have fun making that happen <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been really neat but again yeah. going back to the data geek and me that's what's really cool because there is so many cool things um going on on the on the digital um side of yep. media and yep. um in the reporting side of it and yep. um and targeting certain audiences and interests yeah. and behaviors and that's exciting to me because um we can be able to target that that message that that um, kind of brings it all full circle mm-hmm. where um you know, if you have to watch an ad, you know, that non-skippable ad before you get to your show on like a streaming, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, so now there's ads that are served to that. And we can be able to get so specific with that. Like it, if um, and it's kind of Big Brother, but it's like Big Brother in a good way. That like, I, I honestly like you. I want you to tell me what I don't know that I need. Yeah, I really exactly. do. I'm all for exactly. it. That's what it's about. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so we know that you're new to the area and you're going to need a new hairstylist. You're going to need to have a new school for your kids. And we know that you have kids because we're kind of big brother and we know what you're buying, you know, yep, and all that, of that yep. stuff. But it's like used in a good way. So I love that I have all of this data at my disposal to be able to get the right message to the right person and it makes sense and it's helpful to them yeah because that's the thing about um sponsored content that makes it kind of um the the um kind of the ugly the ugliness of um, sponsored content when you don't feel like it's for you right um but when you feel or if like it's, it's, yeah, it's not genuine coming yeah. from the person, that always feels a little cringy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But when you feel like it's letting you know about that thing you didn't know that you need, but now that you know about it, you're like, why didn't I think about this? Right. Like, right. why didn't I? Um, so when it really helps people, that's what I love about it. Okay. And um, so all of these new tools at my disposal, a much bigger support system and the ability to scale uh, mm-hmm. that I never had before. And it's just so easy where it's like, what market you want to be in? You know, it's the same amount of work, but, you know, we're now able to plug this into whatever cities that you want this to be in. And that is just something that it would have taken so much work to be in a whole nother market. Um, You know, I know what that was like to duplicate um, a publication in another market. And the fact that I can be able to just, you know, with the click of a button, be able to reach new markets. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. No, I think it was totally, totally the right move for you. I I love this story because it's like you set off to do this thing. You set off to create, to create something of your own. You did. You were so successful at it. And then it's like, you couldn't have even imagined this would have came up right when you started. And it's, I I just kind of love the full circle. You, you get me so excited when you're talking and, and you talk about data geek. Like I am also that way. Like in my, Mm -hmm my quote-unquote real job like I have responsibility for analytics and define our analytics and looking at um like digital sourcing and the on the back end not in terms of selling a product but in getting people to want to come work for us mm-hmm. which essentially is the same thing right yeah. you, you gotta buy, you gotta get a job something. right yeah. mm-hmm. and I love love to see the data I love yeah. to tell stories with data like it's just the bit best thing yeah so I love hearing about all of this for sure no I think that you're onto something so special it sounds like you can just tell from your voice like it's (laughs) congratulations you sound so happy with it but I need to ask like you just went through all of this that you do it's a lot back and forth Columbus Cincinnati changing careers like taking on this new thing selling off your first baby your first love how do you manage and I hate hate this word like balance but like how do you just manage being a mom of three having this amazing career because this is totally uncharted territory for me and it, and it sometimes it feels difficult for me to keep my head above water taking care of only myself mm-hmm. and then I think like I want to keep having the career yeah. that I have and the things that I do and I want to have kids mm-hmm. and I just feel like I want to hear more examples from 
women, like the good, the bad, like how do you make it possible for you? Well, a big part of it is to ask for help. And I think as women, we really struggle with that. And um, so asking for help is a big thing. And even like with your partner um, or, you know, with um, other people in your life and, um, and also figuring out like, what's the most, what's the best use of my time and how can I delegate to elevate, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And that, it doesn't mean like hiring someone. It means like doing click lists at Kroger instead of spending three hours at the grocery store every week. And just little things like that add up. Um, I mean, I, at one point in time, like we, we stopped doing it over COVID, but like I hired a neighbor girl to fold laundry for me. Oh, hell yeah. That was like a, a big time suck. And I, I love outsourcing. (laughs) I love outsourcing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and it's difficult when you're trying to make ends meet and all of this stuff, but you're like, okay, time is money, especially when you are trying to get something started. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when you can hire a neighbor girl, which is like, you know, you're putting a little bit in her pocket, but it's not like a huge investment, um, but it frees you up and it frees up that stress and it frees up your mind because like parts of your brain will get frozen when you are like, I've got so much to do. I've got this over here. I'm so behind on this. And it like, when you kind of just feel like, okay, I've kind of got things handled here. And, and then that also frees you up to spend time with what you want to be spending time with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know this is easier said than done, but trying to be all in where you are with what you're doing, not trying to multitask and do it all at all times. So I try to have, like the kids are now in in school full time, like even the littles, I have a um, a now four-year-old and a three-year-old. And, um, you know, at at first I was like, I've got to have them home. And and it just was too much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm a better mom when they go to school, they started out at part-time and then, you know, we amped up to full-time because it was like, okay, they're napping. I'm not really actually getting good time with them here. So, you know, having them in full-time school and then when they are home being all there, you know, I get a good solid three, four hours with them Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, monster not monster in a bad way but like yeah the you are a good mom like I I like am doing crafts I'm playing and like Mm -hmm. I'm just all in and um and then when I'm at work I'm all in there and I think that that's so easy to get so distracted and multitasking and trying to do Mm -hmm. all things at all times and with COVID that really um was challenged because Mm -hmm. You know, here I I try to have these like really nice pillars of my life, and there there's segmented times for everything. That was all out the door. Yeah. Um, so a big part of um, of kind of structuring my day, I love to get up early and kind of map out my day and mm-hmm. try to say like these are the things that I want to accomplish. And like I've done this for a really long time. Like even when I was starting the business, where it was like okay. I have to focus on my full-time job, but I need to carve out this time for my new business. And it's going to be every day. I'm going to work on it a little bit. And those small steps lead to big strides. And um, so I I would definitely recommend to kind of, you know, have some quiet time, whether you're a night owl or an early bird, have some time. Um, it works out for me with the mornings because then it's like, okay, fresh day. Yeah. Um, how's this going to map out? Um, and really figure out how am I going to carve out the time that I need to do the things that I want to do. And um, so that definitely helps. So delegating and being Being present with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that being a challenge for me because I'll feel like, okay, wait, I have a spare 10 minutes. Oh, maybe I can like get an email. It's like, yeah. no, no. And just that's <laughs> so tough because it's yeah. just right there. It's on your right. phone. And it's like, right. you might be taking a photo of your kid because you're all in and you're being like, yeah. you know, mom of the year. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden you get a notification Something from work or whatever. Yeah. And like, I, like, I, I even got to the point where like, I log out of Facebook and I log out of Instagram yeah. and like, I log out of these things that would 
be notifying me and trying mm-hmm. to grab my attention. Um, and I also turned off the email notifications yep. and all that kind of stuff that, because it's like trying to grab your attention yeah. and trying to distract you from all these things that you're trying to focus on. Right. Um, because that's the way it's designed. It's yeah. meant to um, exactly. suck you Pull back you in. in. Right, right, right. <laughs> so those are little yeah. ways you can reclaim your, your time and your focus. Are you working on your fitness? Are you working for that next level fitness? Prism is a new level of Pilates. People who go to Prism don't go to class to fuck around, period. They go for the slow, deep breath, killer Pilates workout. Reformer Pilates can seem intimidating. I hear you there. But Prism welcomes all new clients to come check out their studio, which is beautiful, by the way with a free intro to Reformer class every Saturday at 11 a.m. and offers a one-week unlimited for just $30 for new clients. PRISM's teachers, all of whom went through PRISM's teacher training, will leave you feeling empowered and inspired and most definitely shaking. Pilates is so much more than a system of movement. It's a methodology for cultivating self-confidence, poise and the power to claim the most out of life fuck yeah to all of that so go check out prism and oakley and book your class through the mind body app today how do you take care of yourself running we heard we heard you got three flying pig marathons under your belt so running is my saving grace for Mm -hmm. sure um i think I I started running a long time ago when I was in high school and college and it was more for like the fitness aspect of it. Um, And then now that I've become a business owner and a, uh, and now a mom, it's my way to unplug and there's no way you can multitask. It it was like forced anti-multitasking. Yes. (laughs) And, um, and so that's what I really love about it now is that I can get healthy and stay healthy Mm -hmm. and have that time um, because I noticed where on those times when because we went through IVF and um, Mm -hmm. some health struggles um, starting our family Mm -hmm. and I was on forced bed rest and had to do like I wasn't allowed to run for a while and so I mean that was really a big struggle for me because that was always my outlet that was always my me time and then it was tough to get back into it because here you're a new mom you feel guilty I was breastfeeding like your body's changed yeah Yeah. I was just like how do I get back into this um but I felt like whenever I would get frustrated my first thought would be and I haven't done anything for myself I haven't done anything for myself. And it was just like, that just put me over the edge. Yeah. And so once I started to, and I always love to train for something and um, have a goal in mind, have a goal and a structured plan where it's like, this is what you got to do today to get to your ultimate goal. I love a structured plan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Non-negotiable. Yeah. So that's what I really love about training for things. And that, again, has been a little thrown off kilter with yeah. uh, COVID. But um, how did you get stay. back into it after having your kids? Like, what, what was your approach? Did you just start little by little? Did you start what? Like, how did you get back in? I think it was the point where I was like six months after I was uh, no longer pregnant. I was still in pregnancy clothes. I was like... Okay. So you're just like, we're doing it. I'm doing it. I was like, yeah. this can't, this can't happen. Yeah. And again, like I, um, you know, I just was, I started realizing that internal uh, monologue of mm. thoughts. And I was like, it's always, I haven't done anything for myself. Mm. Well, who's in charge of that? Missy, right. me. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you gotta, if you are um, not feeling like anybody's spending time on you, uh, you know, you need to change that. And, yeah. um, and so I, oh gosh, it was devastating that the first time on a treadmill and like, I couldn't even do a mile. I was yeah. that out of shape. And right. I mean, it was like a struggle even to do like a quarter mile. And yeah. I was like out of breath. I could feel everything jiggling. Every, yeah. It was all like in a different part. Yeah. And I, know. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I was put back together differently and I was still breastfeeding and I was like, Oh, I'm never going to be a runner again. And then yeah. just, um, but they, the, I, I started working back out at the Y and they had free childcare mm. and it was the first time 
because um, uh, with all the health struggles and everything, this is a whole mm-hmm. other story, but my husband has severe rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis, and mm-hmm. he had to go off of his drugs for us to be able to start a family. So during that time that he was off all of his drugs, I mean, there's a reason why you're on your drugs. It keeps all this damage from happening. So all this permanent damage happened to his joints, and he had to get new hips, new knees, right after we were new parents. So he's laid up, recovering from two new hips and two new knees. I've got a Complete like replacements. Complete replacements. Oh, my gosh. Right after we become parents. So I'm like, I had basically two children like well, of course you didn't have any time for yourself Amy. <laughs> like, and I'm like, okay take um, care of babies take yeah care. you know if Pete's like you know um you know doing okay at home then I feel okay about um going to the gym and they have free child care and it was like they watched I think it was like for 90 minutes and it was just the most glorious 90 minutes and so, like, I finally, Isn't that funny little by how little, you, like, you used to, like, I don't know about you, but, like, you would dread going to the gym, right? Like, oh, I got to go to the gym. And now you're like, I was get like, me to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I would spend every minute of those 90 minutes at the gym. And yes. I was like, and so, and then, and it was funny because, you know, you're there for the child. Like, I, that, having child care was, like, the big I, thing huge, that I went to the yeah. Y for. And I was like, well, the ladies at the, uh, the child care are going to, like, look at me, like, she better be working out if we're watching her kids for 90 minutes. So then I was like, okay, I'll be on the bike. And like, and so I would work out for the full 90 minutes. And then all of a sudden you do that consistently every day. And I would sit there and I'd get work done. And I'm like, this is great. So honestly, I got back into shape because of the free childcare. And I was like guilted. Like I better work out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I just started to realize how, when you feel better about yourself how that changes everything and your energy level is up you fill your cup so you're able to fill everyone else's cup a little bit more and I was like pouring out of an empty Mm -hmm. cup at that point and it just Mm -hmm. it resolved that for me so that's how I got back into it and I'm so glad that I did because uh, now with three kids it's uh, it's a necessity and I think it's also good for them to see um, someone being very active yep. and, um, you know, Pete's now, he works out every, he's not able to run or anything, but he works out every day and we, we want it to be very important that your health is a gift and mm. it's not, I have to work out today. Mm-hmm. I get to work out today. Yep. Um, and that was made very real, uh, to us when I didn't know if my husband would ever be able to walk unassisted again like are we going to be able to travel again are we going to you know be able to go on a hike again and you know having a new baby and wondering what life is going to be like as a family now and so I every day that I see him being active and Mm -hmm. we're on a hike like or on a walk together or anything it's just I I remember the day when I wondered if any of that would even be possible yeah yeah Wow. So this is a great segue into the question of what does being fit mean to you? Oh, gosh. Well, I think fitness is most people think of that as physical, Um, but especially um, all of the um, ups and downs that I've experienced with health, um, seeing my husband and also being a caretaker um, and realizing that fitness is not just about physical it's um, the whole picture Mm -hmm. so I think um, you know what does it mean to be fit it means to be well in not only the physical space but the mental the emotional um, because all of those play uh, it's all cyclical because if you aren't feeling good mentally or emotionally you aren't going to want to be active physically and um and then once you are physical and you feel good that releases the endorphins and helps you naturally um release that serotonin the feel good stuff and and it starts even everything else out so i really see it as a whole picture uh of being fit is Mm -hmm. um all of those elements is to be physically mentally and emotionally fit yeah, no, it's all all interconnected for sure. Mm-hmm. And you try to separate one out and it's just not all going to work together. Not for no. very long at least, right? Maybe right. for a little bit of time, but it'll catch yeah. up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so so delightful, Amy. Thank you for coming on and sharing. I really really appreciate it. I'm I'm so inspired by your story. I love oh, to hear it and your you. energy and just everything that you're doing. Where can people follow along with <laughs> with you and and what's going on? Everything you've you've got in the works. Absolutely. Well, you can definitely check out. Um, I think you know Cincinnati Refined is where a lot of um, what I'm writing and a lot of the content production that I'm doing. Um, I also do some freelance writing for a site called Up West mm. and it's um, actually owned by L Brands, um, you know, the um, uh, Victoria's Secret, uh, yeah. you know, all of that yeah. group. Um, but it's their new lifestyle brand. Um, I think people will really appreciate um, because it's, um, you know, about retreat and, um, and oh, I love about comfort. Um, so it's, uh, I think people really enjoy the content that's on there. So oh, yeah, I no, I'm on it right now on Instagram. It looks yes, very yes. aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's looks like a, a lot of active kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay, really, cool. really fun. Um, you know, comfort, um, uh, feeling and, uh, feeling good and, uh, that retreat and it's all like we were talking about that interconnectedness. It's, yep. um, so I really enjoy the content that I produce for them. Um, I interview some really interesting people. Um, sustainability is a big part of, um, uh, what they do. And so I get to, um, some of my latest pieces were talking about, um, you know, people who are out West that are, um, running like a sustainable farm. Um, oh, yeah. another one that ran a, um, that runs a, a hiking blog and, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's really interesting people that are kind of, you know, being from the Midwest, it's like completely out of like my circle of, um, yeah. you know, friends. Yeah. And I totally. learn about really interesting people and it inspires me to think differently. Um, so that's another place. So, um, definitely follow along on Facebook. I have, um, oh my gosh, this has been like a growth year for me because, mm-hmm. you know, again, you have that uh, on your shoulder of like, who do you think you are? I, um, for the first time I now have a personality page on Facebook, Ooh. but I figured that that was a great way for, you know, no matter what content, whether it's unrefined or up West or Put it all you know, in some of place. the, yeah, 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 it's one place. And I do some charity work too. Um, uh, I work with a, a couple charities that I'm passionate about and mm-hmm. actually my husband, um, his new, he also has had like a big year. So he started a business and a foundation called PS Never Give Up. And um, so I'm going to, especially now that we're going to be having events, um, I'm going to be sharing some of the things with that. So you can go um, to either Facebook or Instagram and go um, search for Amy Scalia TV Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to find my... um, my personality page there yeah. and um and I share you know anytime that there's a new story that I wrote or anything that I'm involved with that I'm passionate about that I want people to know about I'll post on there great that's awesome I'll be sure to follow along it's great yes, I, it's just like you said it's like you want to see you want to see what people are doing that you mm-hmm. know in the community that you can relate yeah. to like that little peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. where are they going I think it's yeah. great I think it's great yeah. thank you all right bye 